Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All right, welcome to the 2 o'clock hour here as we are joined together for this fine radio program, Live Mike. I want you to feel like you are forever a part of this program. I know uh, that I'm the one dude who does most of the talking. I'm the one sitting here behind the microphone. But listen, I consider you just as much a part of this program uh, as I am. So the way to be involved, two of them really, uh, m- Whenever, whenever you get a feeling or a thought or a question or a comment you'd like to make about this program, always feel free to send me a text message at 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, send in your comments. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, criticism. I mean, I mean, I don't want too many of those, but if you got them, feel free to send them. 57500 is the number for texts. And uh, whenever we open up the phone lines for calls, you are always uh, more than welcome. You're encouraged to call in that number 801-KSL-TALK. You got to buckle up. Buckle up because the next half hour, I'm going to call it the half hour of history. There are uh, two stories that have caught my attention over the past couple of days that really demand that we look back uh, and try to understand a little bit of history. The first one uh, comes from a, a media release that I got from uh, UTA. I may have said UDOT uh, earlier when I was teasing this, pro- this segment. Uh, I meant to say UTA. Uh, UTA sent around uh, a media release, and the headline reads, UTA construction site yields valuable domestic artifacts. In the subheadline, Big D and UTA praised for preservation of ceramics and bottles from late 1800s. All right, very quickly, uh, in summary, the story goes this way. UTA is working on a big new uh, building project. Big D, the construction outfit, is their partner in that. And in the midst of the construction work being done to uh, accomplish this UTA goal, uh, it was discovered a cache of uh, old stuff. Uh, pottery, ceramics, bottles, some of them uh, still intact. Uh, and yesterday, as you heard on these airwaves, uh, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson uh, explained exactly what happened. Here is uh, KSL's uh, Paul Nelson from yesterday. UTA is building a new home for their Salt Lake City bus division at the abandoned Denver and Rio Grande Western locomotive shop. While Big D construction crews were digging a storm drain there, they bumped into something. Fully intact bottles and and ceramic pottery, uh, including a soap dish. UTA spokesperson Carl Arkey says some of the bottles were still corked with the original beverages inside. So how did they get there? The location of this material in particular makes me feel like this came out from the inside of a passenger car. State Historical Preservation Officer Chris Merritt says these items may have once been considered trash, but they help historians better understand how people travel to Utah. Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio. All right, so there you have it. Uh, a quick summary of the, the story there. I, I love stuff like this because uh, it's, it's akin to a time capsule. 
And how great is it when we hear of like schools when they are being uh, expanded or improved that they uh, open up some cornerstone and there is a time capsule. Maybe it's yearbooks from uh, the earliest years of that school or it's photos or currency or maybe some music recorded and left behind. Time capsules are wonderful things. Unfortunately, unfortunately, sometimes it is uh, the case, uh, including the time capsule I believe pulled uh, from the uh, the Salt Lake City Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints recently. Uh, or no, it was in the the the, the ball the Angel Moroni stands on. Oh, you have to fact check me five seven five zero zero. Somewhere there was a time capsule uh, unearthed, and inside what was discovered was a lot of water damage. I wish, I wish that those uh, those folks from years and years ago who decided to leave behind time capsules had figured out uh, waterproofing a little better than uh, than they have. Hopefully, the time capsules we're laying in the ground today are better safeguarded against uh, seepage and moisture damage. Anyway, that's a tangent. Certainly, at the UTA yard, they found fully intact bottles. They found ceramic pottery. They found a soap dish. All of it fascinating. That yard where uh, this was found, was once the site, as you heard Paul mention, of the Denver and Rio Grande Western Locomotive Shop, which operated as a maintenance facility uh, from the mid-1880s to the late 1950s. Construction workers uh, have a sense of when these things uh, may come from. If they put you know, that shovel into the ground, they can almost sense or tell maybe even beforehand, that there might be something there. And also have the ability to know as they dig through these uh, soils when they might be finding something. Uh, Christopher Merritt, State Historic Preservation Officer, explains uh, the value that these artifacts hold. These materials, while they don't look like much, they can really be that clear window into the past. And that's what I am so intrigued by. A clear window into the past. Things will be different for those looking back on these days because everything's recorded, right? We have social media. We have videos. In fact, this radio program right now is being recorded and will last as a recording forever. So anyone curious about how life was lived in these days, uh, very, very easy to look back and get a pretty clear picture. Uh, That's not the case 100 years ago. Technology, as you well know, uh, much different. And it's for that reason that I get so intrigued by discoveries like this. And as you'll find uh, after the commercial break, I am so excited uh, by the information contained uh, within archive newspaper articles. We're going to look at the polio vaccine and its rollout and how it compares to today. But first, uh, after learning of the discovery made uh, on the UTA site, I thought about other examples where items of history were unearthed. One example comes uh, when the World Trade Center when the World Trade Center went down. There was a cargo ship discovered from 1773. It was discovered uh, in July of 2010 during the construction of the Freedom Tower. Here is an explanation of what was discovered. When the World Trade Center was destroyed, out of all the chaos, construction workers discovered pieces of a ship at the Ground Zero site. These jumbled remains of a wooden ship were quite old. They were just south from where the World Trade Center towers used to stand, about 20 feet below the surface in what is now a parking garage and security center. Scientists determined the ship had been made in Philadelphia in 1773. About one-third of Lower Manhattan is man-made, and this ship may have been sunk along with other artifacts from the 1700s to add land. The New York Harbor shoreline crept closer and closer to it, and the ship slowly got buried by trash and landfill. Fascinating. Fascinating. The ship likely from a colonial-era Philadelphia based off of researchers who examined tree rings within the wood. The connection 
was that the same kind of oak trees used to build the ship were also likely used to build Philadelphia's Independence Hall, where the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. Uh, My time has run out. There are a few more examples. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, I'll share with you more fascinating discoveries on construction sites. (laughs) There's a sentence I never thought I would say. Fascinating discoveries on construction sites. (laughs) Next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.